There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. From the Society for Nautical Research, in partnership with Lloyd's Register Foundation, I'm Sam Willis, and this is the Mariner's Mirror podcast. The world's number one podcast dedicated to all of maritime history. Hello everyone and welcome to the Mariner's Mirror podcast. And today a significant new strand of the podcast. This is the first of several episodes that are a dramatic recreation of testimonies given at the British Titanic Inquiry. This has all been made possible by the fantastic Titanic Inquiry project. You can find it at titanicinquiry.org where they've been slowly but relentlessly transcribing thousands of pages of testimony. Let me read a little to you about why they have taken on this Herculean task in their own words. The sinking of the passenger liner Titanic in 1912 is one of those historical events that has always captured the imagination of researchers and the general public alike. Drama, pathos, cowardice, heroism and self-sacrifice all are vital parts of the story of the greatest tragedy to have taken place at sea up to that time. But legends have sometimes become part of the Titanic saga too, and many of these legends have arisen solely because the public has not had easy access to accurate, well-documented information about the tragedy. Books about the Titanic abound, but in a sense these books serve as filters of primary historical sources and put the reader one step further away from those people who actually experienced the Titanic disaster themselves. Although many Titanic survivors did testify about their experiences at the two government inquiries that were conducted after the disaster, the transcripts of these two inquiries were never commonly available to the general public and have become increasingly difficult for researchers to obtain as the years go by. Until now. A small and selfless group of serious Titanic researchers has recently gone to the incredible effort of transcribing the entire texts of both the Senate and the British Titanic inquiries, each of which is over a thousand pages long, and has graciously seen fit to post those transcripts on this website for the benefit of Titanic buffs everywhere. These researchers have reaped no financial reward for their self-imposed efforts and have undertaken this project solely in the interest of making hard-to-find historical information available to everyone who might wish to see it. 
So there you are. That is what the Titanic Inquiry is in their own words. Now, if you want to find out more about the actual project, please listen to the dedicated podcast I have recently published in which I interview Rob Otmers. He's a driving force behind everything. Today, we hear the fascinating testimony of Lady Duff Gordon. There were only three women called to testify at the Titanic inquiry. Two stewardesses and Lady Duff Gordon. Lucy Duff Gordon, along with her husband, Sir Cosmo Duff Gordon, had the distinction of being the only two Titanic passengers called to testify before the wreck commissioner. Not because they'd seen something extraordinary during the sinking, but rather because they, along with only ten others, had made their escape in a lifeboat designed to hold 40 people. The absence of testimony from any other passengers at all, first class to steerage, is, I believe, one of the most intriguing aspects of this inquiry. Now, Lady Duff Gordon was born Lucy Christiana Sutherland on the 13th of June 1863 in London. Her father died when she was very young and Lucy and her sister were raised by their mother and stepfather. Her first marriage, at the age of 18, to James Wallace ended in divorce after infidelity on both sides. Left in meagre circumstances, Lucy began making and selling dresses and soon rented a shop she called Maison Lucille in London. Now, her dresses quickly became very popular. She was a very talented lady indeed. She expanded the business, eventually opening shops in New York, Chicago and Paris and became a celebrated fashion designer. In 1900, she married Sir Cosmo Duff Gordon, a descendant from a Scottish aristocratic family and a well-known fencer. He'd represented Great Britain at the 1906 Games. He won silver in the Team Epee event and went on to help organise the 1908 Summer Olympics, which were held in London. His background and connections brought Lucy additional avenues of very good business, including none other than Queen Mary herself. Now, according to Lucy and Cosmo, they were not actually planning on sailing on Titanic, but business needs necessitated that they take the first available vessel. She recalled enjoying the ship and how the voyage was uneventful until the collision. Following their escape from the sinking ship, Lucy commented to her secretary, Laura Francatelli, "'There is your beautiful nightdress, gone.'" One of the firemen who was in the same lifeboat was annoyed by the comment and replied that the Duff Gordons could replace all they'd lost, but that the crew had all lost their entire kit and their pay ended when Titanic went down. Afterwards, on board Carpathia, the ship that came to rescue those survivors, Sir Cosmo and Lady Duff Gordon presented each member of the boat crew with a cheque purportedly to replace their lost kits, and they had a picture taken of the boat's survivors. This gift spurred speculation that the crew had been bribed to stay clear of the people in the water and not attempt to return to pick them up. The press, first in America but also increasingly in England, began to question if the gift was indeed a bribe to keep the boat from returning to collect others. The Duff Gordons, eager to protect themselves, requested to testify before the wreck commissioner to clear themselves. So now come with me to the wreck commissioner's court, Scottish Drill Hall, Buckingham Gate, Westminster, in May 1912, on the 11th day of the inquiry, where Lady Duff Gordon has taken her seat and Sir Rufus Isaacs, the Attorney General, has risen to his feet. 
Lady Duff Gordon, you will remember on the night of the disaster to the Titanic, you were awakened, I think, by the collision? I was. Now, I only want you to tell me one thing before we get to the boat. Had there been offers for you to go into any of the other lifeboats? Oh, yes, they came and tried to drag me away. Yeah, you mean some of the sailors? The sailors. I was holding my husband's arm. They were very anxious that I should go. And you refused to go? Absolutely. Well, eventually you did go with your husband, as we know, in what has been called the emergency boat. Yes, I did. Just tell us quite shortly. I do not want to go into it in any detail, but quite shortly. How was it you went into that boat? Do you remember? Oh, quite well. Well, would you tell my lord? After the three boats had gone down, my husband, Miss Franks and myself were left standing on the deck. There were no other people on the deck at all visible, and I'd quite made up my mind that, uh, that I was going to be drowned. And then suddenly we saw this little boat in front of us, this little thing, and we saw some sailors and an officer apparently giving them orders, and I said to my husband, ought we not to be doing something? He said, oh, we must wait for orders. And we stood there for quite some time while these men were fixing up things. And then my husband went forward and said, might we get into this boat? And the officer said in a very polite way indeed, oh, certainly do, I will be very pleased. Then someone hitched me up from the deck and pitched me into the boat. And then I think Miss Franks was pitched in. It was not a case of getting in at all. We could not have got in. It was quite high. They pitched us up in the sort of way, you know, into the boat. And after we had been in a little while, the boat was started to be lowered. And one American gentleman got pitched in... And one American gentleman was pitched in while the boat was being lowered down. I think it is right to say that Mr Stengel rather confirms that statement, if your lordship will remember. It is not right, according to him, that the three of them came running up, as Simmons said, he says he did come in up afterwards and was rolled into the boat. Now, you will remember when you got into the boat and before the Titanic sank, did the men start rowing away from the Titanic? Oh, the moment we touched the water, the men began rowing. Had you heard any orders given? Yes. Do you remember what they were? As far as I can remember, it was to row quickly away from the boat for about 200 yards. And to come back if called upon? No. You did not hear that? Oh, no. I, 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 do, I do not quite understand. I did not hear that. You did not hear it? No. As far as you knew, all they had to do was to row out about 200 yards? Yes. And did then the men commence doing that? At once. And did you hear any conversation at all in the boat before the Titanic sank? No. 
Did you understand the question I was putting to you? No, no, I, I did not hear it. In our little boat? Yes. No. She said no. But I have her proof before me, and that is why I was not sure she understood the question. I have no recollection. Let me ask you again. I am speaking to you of before the Titanic sank. You understand? Yes. What I am asking you is, before she sank, did you hear the men saying anything in the boat? No. Did you hear anything said about suction? Well, perhaps I may have heard it, but I was terribly sick and I could not swear to it. What? I was awfully sick. I do not think I could swear to it. I am asking you about something which I understand you have said quite recently. Read it to her. Yes, will you please? I am asking you about something which I only know from your statement to your solicitor. Did you hear a voice say, let us get away? Yes, I think so. Did you hear it said, it is such an enormous boat, none of us know what the suction may be if she is a goner? Yes, I, I heard them speak of the enormous boat. It was a word suction I was not sure of. I, I see what you mean. It is not what I mean, Lady Duff Gordon. It is what you are said to have said to your solicitor. Well, I, I may have said so. Such an enormous boat. That is referring to the Titanic? Yes. None of us know what the suction may be if she is a goner. Oh, that was, I am sure, long before the Titanic sank. That is what I was asking you. Yes. I put it to you, but I do not think you appreciated the question. No, I do not. It was before the Titanic sank? Yes, it was before. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now, 
after the Titanic sank, you still continued to be seasick, I understand. Yes, terribly. I only want to ask you one question about that. Tell me. First of all, do you recollect very well what happened when you were in the boat? No. Your mind is uh, hazy about it? Very. There may have been some talk which you would not recollect, I suppose. Well, I, I, I do not know. You think you might? I think I would. I will put to you definitely what is said with reference to yourself. Did you hear, after the Titanic had sunk, the cries of the people who were drowning? No, after the Titanic sank, I never heard a cry. You never heard anything? No, not after the Titanic sank. Did you not hear cries at all? Yes, before she sank. Terrible cries. Before she sank? Yes. Did you see her sink? I did. You mean you heard nothing at all after that? My impression was that there was absolute silence. Were your men rowing? Yes. What, all the time? No, that they began to row as soon as the boat went down. Did you hear a proposal made that you should go back to where the Titanic was sunk? No. Did you hear any shouting in your boat? It would be better if you would attend to me. I am listening. Did you hear anybody shout out in the boat that you ought to go back? No. With the object of saving people who were in the Titanic? No. You knew there were people in the Titanic, did you not? No, I, I did not think so. I, I, I do not think I was thinking anything about it. Did you say that it would be dangerous to go back, that you might get swamped? No. There is one question. Have you seen in the uh, London Daily News what purports to be an article specially written by yourself in America? I have. Did you write such an article? No. It is an entire invention from beginning to end? Wh which article? The one in the Daily News which appeared on the 20th of April. Yeah, yes, it is rather inventive. A man wrote it from what he thought he heard me saying. Do you mean to say that somebody came to interview? Oh, quantities of people came to interview me. But this particular man from the Daily News? No, he did not. He was a friend having supper with us the night we arrived. Will you kindly look at that article? What am I supposed to say? If you will look at the heading of the second column on this side, you will see that it is an article supposed to be specially written by you, and what purports to be your signature appears at the foot of the column. Are you looking at it now, Lady Duff Gordon, for the first time? For the first time. Do you mean to say you have never seen the Daily News with that article in it up to today? Never. This is the first time. The last little bit here is absolutely a story. Absolutely what? A story. Then if your signature appears there, it is a forgery, is it? Oh, absolutely. 
Do you mind letting me see that? I have never seen it till this moment. I want to use it for a moment. You say that a friend came and had supper with you, and you suggest he is responsible for what appears here. I know he is. You know he is? Oh, yes. Some of it may be true and some of it may be false. Would you like me to tell you the story? I should like you to answer the question. Is this true that you watched several women and children and some men climb into the lifeboats and did an officer say, Lady Gordon, are you ready? It is untrue. Is this true? I said to my husband, well, we might as well take a boat, although the trip will only be a little pleasure excursion until the morning. Quite untrue. That is untrue. Is it untrue that you said it was the captain's special boat, that five stokers got in and two Americans, Mr. Salomon of New York and Mr. Stengel of Newark? I do not remember saying that. It is true, is it not, that that number of persons did get in? It was Mr. Salomon and Mr. Stengel and Miss Franks, my husband and myself. We were the passengers. Besides those two passengers, there were Sir Cosmo, myself, Miss Franks, an English girl. Is it true you said that? I think that might easily be. Is this true that you said this? Numbers of men standing by joked with us because we were going out on the ocean. No, that is not true. That is an invention? Absolutely. Is it true that you said that some of them said the ship cannot sink and that one of them said you will get your death of cold out there amid the ice? Is that true? No. Not true. Is it true that you said you were slung off and cruised around for two hours and it did not seem very cold? Quite untrue. Is it true that you said I suddenly clutched the sides of the lifeboat? I had seen the Titanic give a curious shiver. That is invention, is it? Yes, quite. Did you say everything could be clearly made out, there were no lights on the ship, save for a few lanterns? No. Is this true that you said this? We watched her. We were 200 yards away, go down slowly, almost peacefully. No. Did you say then, an awful silence seemed to hang over everything, and then from the water all about where the Titanic had been arose a bedlam of shrieks and cries? No. I never said that. That is entirely untrue? Absolutely. And is it true that you said this? Who was this gentleman? He was the editor of the Sunday American. His name was Mr. Merritt. What is the Sunday American? It is a newspaper. Is it published in London? No. Where is it published? In New York. I, I could tell you exactly how it came out if I were allowed to. Is this true that you said this? Women and men were clinging to bits of wreckage in the icy water. No. And it was at least an hour before the awful chorus of shrieks ceased, gradually dying into a moan of despair? No, I never said that. Did you say this? I remember the very last cry. It was a man's voice calling loudly, My God, my God. He cried monotonously in a dull, hopeless way. That is untrue. Absolutely untrue. And we waited gloomily in the boats through the rest of the night, stokers rowing as hard as they could to keep themselves warm. Quite untrue. May I borrow that? Yes.
Do you write for any American papers at all? Yes, the Sunday American. Did you supply an article to the Evening Herald? No. I do not think Lady Duff Gordon can hear. I cannot whether he wrote or she. She? Do you write in the Evening Herald? No. Mr. Duke, do you wish to ask anything? Yes, my lord. I think Lady Duff Gordon should explain about this article. When you were at New York, you went to an hotel? Yes. And that evening you had supper together with your husband? Several people. Six ladies. Did Mr. Merritt come there? Yes. Was he a gentleman you had known? A great friend of ours. Had you any idea of any publication of anything at that time? Yes. What did he say to you? After he'd left us about half an hour, he telephoned to me and he said, Mr. Hurst has just rung me up and must have your story of the Titanic wreck for tomorrow morning's newspaper. He said, may I tell your story as I have heard it? What did you say? I said yes. And he tells me afterwards that he telephoned to their head office all he knew about it. And then a clever reporter put all that into words and it appeared the next morning in the New York American. Your friend told some clever American reporter what he had heard? Yes. And then you were advertised as having written and signed this false article? That is it. And was that published in various papers, did you find? Oh, all over. Everywhere. But you had not seen this in the Daily News till when? Just now. Here. I think that is all I need ask. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. I've really enjoyed putting it all together. It's been something of a mammoth task, and I must thank the people who have made it possible. The names of the actors, to begin with, you must know them. The wonderful Elaine Kingston was Lady Duff Gordon. John Plews was the Attorney General. Daniel Jameson was John Bigham, the Rec Commissioner. Jamie White was Clement Edwards, and Robin Corden appeared as Mr Duke. And none of this, of course, would have been possible or practical without those researchers who transcribed it all. We have Bob Bonnell, Earl Chapman, Mike Disabato, Vera and John Gillespie, Linda Greaves, Jane Hilbert, Rob Otmers, Stuart Partridge, Marilyn Powell, Susie Powell, Park Stevenson, Bruce Trank and Bill Wormstead. Um, a wonderful contribution there. Some really brilliant citizen historians. I salute you all. Now please make sure you check out our fantastic YouTube channel where you can see a number of important animations concerning the Titanic. Uh, a 3D animation based on the ship's original lines, and also one that looks specifically at Titanic safety equipment. Please subscribe to the podcast as we'll be releasing more testimony from the inquiry in the coming weeks. We wouldn't want you to miss out. This podcast comes from both the Society for Nautical Research and the Lloyd's Register Foundation, so please do all you can to look into those wonderful institutions to see what they are doing. In particular, please Google, just search it up, Maritime Innovation in Miniature. It's Lloyd's Register Foundation's History and Education Centre's most recent project. They are filming the world's best ship models with the latest camera equipment and it's absolutely fantastic so google that maritime innovation in miniature and please find the society for nautical research at snr.org.uk where you can join up it's a wonderful way to find out all about the world's maritime past from the very best in the business and a fantastic way to meet like-minded people